0: The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Joel's finding the flow. Like, real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high?
1: <laughs> it's pure Joel.
2: Don't count your fans before the edge.
1: <laughs> we
2: hit a flow in the sound um, I
0: think I'm... Open I mean, I'm in my my with...
2: I think I'm going to hit. Finding the Flow
0: with Joel Franklin. Hello, 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 hello everybody. Welcome to Finding the Flow with Joel. Um, I really get annoyed at myself when I am particularly the one that's not keeping the levels up. Sometimes uh, it just sounds loud to me in my ears, you know, and I turn off the headphones and um, I got to turn them down, and just figure out that level. But darn it, it takes a lot of time for me to edit and uh, to put up the levels of my voice. And so, either way, it's okay. Editing is okay. It's just so fun much time. Um so anyways, let's not get off the point. Uh today my guest is my dad. Um so if you want, you can listen back to a couple episodes uh that would help you kind of have an introduction to this episode. This episode happened 2-3 years ago or the interview happened. Uh so I uh basically had an interview with my dad that was kind of, you know, easygoing, lighthearted. Um but then I I knew I had to I felt responsible to kind of get a more serious interview with my dad. And so I knew I had the file around, but um it's been a long time. And so I just went snooping around for it today, and I found it, but I only found a portion of it. I don't know, um, maybe the whole thing is somewhere, but uh, I only found the portion of it, and I only found half of it, so, you know, better than nothing, but not that great, so I found half of the interview, so, so basically... Um the levels are terrible. Uh my dad comes in pretty good cuz it was his his microphone, but um I was talking on another microphone. And so you could hear me on his microphone but very little, so I had to pump up the volume very high whenever I was on the mic or whenever whenever I was talking because so that you could hear me. So make the best of it that you can. I think it's an important episode to be able to to keep. You know, I'm not planning on doing that again with my dad, you know. It was it was a one-time thing. Uh a couple episodes to listen to if if you want a little bit of a, a heads up on what it's all about is um the episode of my brother Todd and the episode of my mom, which both talks about the times when Um, we, they were going through some tough times, uh, when, especially when Todd was young, where they were moving all the time. Dad was out of touch and, uh, doing crappy job after crappy job and, but, but with no, sense of responsibility towards having, you know, stopping to have having kids because he's not making enough money, he's not he doesn't have a stable enough house to have kids. They just kept having kids and his jobs didn't get any better till he was about 50 years old and he finally became a nurse. Um so so there was a long period of time and I felt like I talked in circles, really. I kept on kind of. There was this thing about, you know, about dad turning his mind off, you know. I think I was, my, my point I was trying to make was that, you know, that he was, he was turning his mind off from not only his, uh, his depression, but also turning his mind off from his current situation or his family situation, um, that he was in. I don't know. So, so you'll hear that if you, if you want to listen, um, please do. So, uh, the other thing to say is that what you kind of missed in the first part of it is that my dad, um, grew up in a very, ni- had a very nice childhood until he was about 12, and his father had committed suicide, and my dad felt um even responsible partially because he um he his his dad had had even said something tor- towards that the fact that he might do something um to my dad when he was you know a week or so before it happened. And so it, it was it was a tough very tough thing for that that to deal with. And uh so basically, you know 30 years, it took, took, um, I mean, still to this day, you know, my dad, uh, has a lot going on in his brain that he, he shuts down because it's just too hard to, to, you know, to accept those realities. And, uh, so, so basically my dad kind of started running. He uh, went to college, and he then he ended up being with my mom, but it was it was still a lot of turning off his brain and just going plowing forward, getting any old job and and uh, getting any old house and having a family at the same time, a big big family. Uh, so so uh, we pick up somewhere towards the middle. Um, now I think that it kind of reflects what I'm going to talk to you about now. Um, most people that listen to this show know that, um, uh, it's been a kind of a dramatic change in my life. Um, Sarah and I've had a little bit of a, I don't know what you want to call it. um, Issues, I guess we we have been, you know, not getting along too well. But, you know, I personally feel like it's it's, you know, there's a whole there's, there's kind of trails you go down. There's misunderstandings. There's there's things like that that are all always involved in these sort of things. And so. Long story short, you know, I love my family, and I love my wife, and, you know, everything that happens is, whether intentional or unintentional, happens, Um, and, and many, many people have been through it before, and many, many people will be through it again, so basically, in the end of all this, I've ended up without my job anymore but but let let's start from the beginning basically so i i think i even talked about it in previous episodes you know that during the springtime i do get a little bit um uh you know hyper or or just plain old full of energy i mean i don't i personally as i keep um reflecting i feel like i it's it's really not that bad i mean if you're getting up at four in the morning and going to bed at eight, you know you are making the sleep. You, you, that's eight hours of sleep. So, I'm not saying I. It's not that I. It was a matter of lack of sleep. It's just more, just plain old. When I start getting, having success, and start, um, getting things done and start, um, really, really making something. I think what happens is I start to get. Uh, too much self-confidence, too much, um, over, over exuding, uh, ego. And so because I feel like I deserve, there's, there's a certain element where I, I think I feel like I deserve to be, um, praised. I don't know. I deserve like, uh, just to be like thanked, for, for all that I'm doing and to just like uh you know be cheered on <laughs> but of course I'm coming home to Sarah and you know she doesn't share I mean one she probably doesn't have the full aspect of what I'm doing and not, let alone just the fact you know she she her number one priority is the kids and the family of course and and of course, my, my number one priority is that too, but I I tend to bring up other things because I am so involved in them, like the field work, the farming, and everything. And so I would spend free time doing that, uh, but with the kids, I would I would uh, I would call it adventure time with with Win, and I would uh, you know I would get up at about four in the morning and I would go out before the sunrise, and I would I would work and uh and it was it was great it was the best work of the day you know because it was cool it was sun you see the sunrise you do simple jobs you kind of low key and then around 6 I would uh come home and I would grab wind but sometimes I would get too involved and I would not be home right away and so Sarah would have to get up with the kids and so that would that would that would be something that she would grumble about and that was tough because it's tough because I'm I feel like I'm I'm doing so much but I and 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 it's so hard to time it perfectly. So then um I would take Wynn and then we go work longer until like eight, eight thirty. And it's great, you know. Getting things done um, and then uh but little by little um, i would I would be going to bed at eight o'clock, you know, and Sarah wouldn't be quite asleep then, and that would be the time for us, and that's really the biggest faux pas on all of this is that. The time for us was usually spent with me just being tired, wanting to go to bed, and slightly, for the most part, irritable. And this is the time where Sarah would bring up issues. And so um, the particular issue that was coming up was that I, uh, I, got, a, I got a cordless drill and I got a cordless, um, uh, a few cordless things. I mean, all in all cost maybe 150 bucks you know and things are tight but i i personally felt like things weren't that tight but sarah felt like i can't make these purchases without telling her and so she would get really angry and she would um you know uh basically you know i she felt responsible that she she felt like she needed to teach me to be responsible and to include her in finances and she felt like she didn't trust me and so i felt like that was unfair and so i was particularly just unsympathetic and i um i you know she would cry and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sympathetic you know <laughs> and so this is the beginning um so so you know you can't get by too many nights before you know that catches up to you so basically sarah at some point say, says uh, or or um you know I'm I I she drops me off um to the farm and I say and I grab my stuff out of the back and I say okay you can leave now you know I didn't say it in a negative way but of course that that can sound negative you can leave now you know so so uh, she you know, I I saw that she didn't take that well. So, so, so then I kind of like, I I mean, you know, I I mean that I got the stuff out of the car. You can go, you know, basically, you know, she, she turns around, she's crying again. And, and then I come home and, uh, I give her a hug and a kiss. And then, um, she says she's going to her mom's and I, I, you know, said, great, you know, um, and then and then I gave I gave her a text later and said, uh, you know, um, so when can I see you? When are you coming back? You know? And she's like, she says, I don't think you understand what's going on, you know. And uh, so that's the point where she says, um, she says, uh, you know, she's not coming back. Uh, so you know This isn't exactly out of the normal but it's it's distressing and uh I I I feel like okay things are catching up and uh you know it's time to make up and everything Uh but of course I was busy I I was day planning that day and then I had the bakery the next day so things were busy and then um uh i i i you know basically s- s- said well i'm i'm missing the kids you know i i i want to see the kids i want to take them to the pool so sarah s- s- trying to be nice but i think she she basically at that point thought that i was you know um in a manic episode and she thinks that i uh was dangerous or or uh i don't know what it is but either way she let me have the kids and we go to the pond we have a great time and uh i i we talked and we said we were gonna i was gonna um i was gonna take them to the defiant to have a free free dinner and then i would take them home so uh uh so I get home from, from, well, we I take him to the pond. Then from the pond we go and I, I have to do the milking shift. So then I do the milking, but we're done at 5.15, 5.30. It's real, real good. And uh, so um, I have the, the kids in the truck with me. Uh, and uh, and then I see Matt up at the top of the hill. little little weird. Um, then I go down to the, to the fellowship, uh, main area, and, uh, I go to get the car seats, and then, um, I see Sarah's mother there with Win, and uh, I see Sarah's car, or Sarah's mother's car, and the kids see that, so they go, go running and want to see mom, that's great, you know, but then, uh, ends up that, um, uh, we, you know, Sarah was not comfortable with me having the kids, and she, um, she had set up a, a confrontation where I was there, and, uh, Matt and Susan Mead. And, uh, basically, Sarah, in tears, was trying to say that she, she thinks I'm unwell. She thinks I'm 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 nutty and crazy, and uh, and basically, you know, she took the kids and um, took the kids back, went back to her mother's, and then I was home. And then uh, another night alone, I end up going to do processing on Saturday morning. And, uh, then, then all of a sudden there, there is a meeting on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon about me with the executive. And, you know, I personally am not a fan of going to, to meet the executive, even though I know they're a very caring people and they're all part of the community. I still just not, not big on going into a panel of people talking about me. So, uh, so basically at this point, you know i i feel like the kids are are um being separated from me and uh and now there's a whole panel about to talk about me and my situation and this was a point of break for me and i i said there is not a chance in hell that i'm going to go to this meeting uh, you can you have one week, and I'm I am done working here. And you, uh, and and basically, I want my vacation pay, and and uh, and and yada yada yada. Now, obviously, I find I, it's it's a rash decision. Yes. Um, but at that point. I, I felt like my, the fact that my kids were taken away from me in the, in the, the view that I was dangerous or something like that was just unbearable for me to feel like that was, that was anywhere near the truth. And so I felt betrayed by my family. I felt betrayed well, by my wife really. And I felt in a sense, not necessarily betrayed by the fellowship, but I just felt like I—I I was not ready to bear the—the—the the, the, what it meant to have to struggle through what it would take for them to realize that it's just completely out. Of, this is completely blown out of hand. So. Basically, in my impression, you know, this, the fellowship's always been a place that has been tough on my wife. She has gotten sick a lot of times. Um, she, she's, she has, you know, a condition in her legs where she gets, um, infections often. And I, uh, I personally get so sucked into the place that it's very hard for me to focus on her and the family, even though I, I feel like I do generally a pretty good job at it. But there are swings and times where where it can be better, and it's hard for me to balance. Um, uh, So I guess I naively... I mean, I had no intention of, of course, leaving... Sarah or the family. I just had intention to basically let go of of the thing that I felt was was breaking us apart. Um, maybe that maybe it's naive. Maybe I was not looking at me about that. But um, either way. So basically you know it, it it came came back and then i just kept hearing you know getting messages from sarah i don't think joel is well you know uh, to to my sister to my my cousin you know to my mom to other people i don't think he's well i i think he's you know and it's just it just was i you know you, i there was some point where i just said i do not accept these terms i don't accept the terms that i am unwell i accept the term that we got in a fight i accept the term that i bought some stuff that you didn't care for i accept the terms that that um that uh i i get overly excited about things and i don't think about sarah but i don't accept the terms that i am i'm crazy you know um so basically yeah, i i mean i i can't handle that i can't handle the fact i mean she's basically saying you got to get a diagnosis and i'm i'm like no. <laughs> I mean first of all, the second you get a diagnosis, you know, I mean that it's not like as if, you know, you're gonna be condemned or anything, but I mean I, I'm just that, that I I don't want to go down that road. I don't need to go down that road. And the second that we started talking, she realized that. But it took a while. It took three or four days. And I finally said I wanna see the kids. And she being trying to be reasonable, I guess I don't know. She she said okay, and I come over to the place and I see the kids in the pond and, or in the pool and uh they have fun, you know we, it's great and and we and Sarah and I talk and of course we talk and then uh, she she thinks I'm you know completely abandoning her, but I I you know but basically she she said she's gonna stay at the fellowship whether I'm there or not and though basically saying, you know, if you leave, you know, I'm staying and and you either come back or or you're leaving us. And and so basically it worked out in this way. That uh, Sarah needs some time. I gave the fellowship a week and I and I followed through with it. I um I'm not coming back to the fellowship as a full-time employee. But um Sarah is definitely. So, of course, I'm not going to leave the family. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Normally even leaving Sarah. I mean, it's it's uh she she's not even I mean, it, it, it like I say, it's it's gotten completely overblown um you know and so so at this current point we're taking a break um i got lots of time she's got some time and uh so i'm out of the apartment for a little while but i'm i'm coming to see the kids every day um And Sarah's loving me and loving the whole situation, but she, she was very hurt and she's very, you know, stricken by the whole thing. And our life was turned upside down in a way. Um, so we are, uh, you know, we're basically taking a little break. I mean, we, we even slept. Together last night. I mean, I slept, or, you know, slept in the same bed uh, a couple nights ago. You know, I mean, it's it's just like it's it's almost like we're going through the formalities, but also, you know, I mean, it's it's like, um, she just needs me to be able to do this. You know, she needs me to be able to get everything out, and and let she needs to clean up her situation before I come back. And so basically, I've talked to the Fellowship and I've arranged, hopefully. I mean, I, I've only talked to one person, but that, that's the most person I most care about. I talked to Ann Sharf, and, um, I've more or less arranged that I will be, um, have my own private, uh, employment, uh, while I am a caregiver for the kids, um, and, uh, and, well, I mean, and more or less, you know, eventually I will come back and, and live there, too. Uh, so I'll live there, but I won't work at the fellowship. And uh, in the end, it actually, since Sarah was basically very limited in what she was able to do when I was um, there... And I was less limited or just plain old the reason that we could manage the way we did because she was able to be with the kids most of the time um, while I worked a full time full time plus all the extra stuff I did. So uh, basic, basically I've, I've asked... I've requested, but it's so far, and, and Sarah's on board, and it looks like, you know, Anne's on board. I've requested that I can, um, be, you know, employed elsewhere, but am still at home, and I'm able to watch the kids while Sarah can work. And so Sarah's gonna be able to be more or less a full time co worker. She's gonna be able to do the sort of things that she wasn't able to do before. And uh, and we'll be able to keep the kids going into the, the school, hope, hopefully, and all, all that. So, you know, I, I think they would have arranged that even without me in the picture. But, of course, you know. So, currently, I'm going to be camping. I'm going to be camping for a week, uh, which is fun. And the kids are going to come eventually when Sarah feels comfortable about it. Uh, but even so, I'll be driving to them. Uh, and in the meantime, I am arranging to become an Uber driver, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not a bad deal. I mean, um, Uber drivers in New York city really do, um, make quite a living. Uh, now my, um, I'm going to basically, it's, it's going to be taking me about a month to get all the things I'm going to be, uh, I, I already took about 12 hours of, of courses, and uh, and then I got to do a 24-hour course um, next week, and then I got to get the plates and a, and a license and a drug test and a fingerprinting. And after all that's said and done, uh, you have to work one month with Uber for uh, which is 15 hours a week. Peak hours, which is 9 to 12, Monday through Friday, and, like, 10 to 2 a.m. on this, on the weekends. Um, and and then the rest of it you fill up, and, and that will be 50-hour weeks. you got to do four 50-hour weeks, so a month of 50-hour of, uh, weeks. And they will pay you $6,000. Now, you know, I, I am, I'm not, like, one to be, like, boasting on a scam or anything, but, you know it's a guarantee that and and basically that will pay back most of the invest or all the investment plus a good amount um right in the first month and then and then after that you can basically i mean you can you can work the your own schedule at any point you just won't be guaranteed that $6000 but to get that guarantee you have to do that first month you know hardcore I don't know. Hardcore fifty hours isn't that bad, and then after that you can. You're basically your own boss. You you can you turn on the app whenever you want and uh, and pick up drivers whenever you want. Um, I can commute people from from Rockland County to the city and and back, so that'll be part of my my hours. And uh, you know, I find it kind. Of, it's exciting. I think it's you know, it's I I. I don't want to make lightly of the situation, but I I am kind of excited to have a change. Uh but I do do not I do feel like I am abandoning the fellowship in a way, but then again, I I would love to be involved in anything. I would just keep it as, you know, volunteer work. So, so quite quite the, you know, quite quite the flipping of situations um but um all in all everything is fine and everybody's pretty happy uh sarah's mom won't let me at her house anymore but uh <laughs> besides that you know sarah sarah's mom and her you know i'm sure will are are good at like getting each other worked up you know but um Either way, so now moving on uh to the interview with my dad um once again, I apologize for the quality, but all in all it's it's um it it was important for me to get this out and I got a lot of uh episodes queued up. I got three or four um that I have to edit, and i'll I'll be back in touch with you soon so um so I love all you guys. Oh, and one last thing. I want to, uh, before the interview, I'm going to play you a song that I had recorded three or four years ago. I can't remember exactly, but I had a lot of fun last night um, uh, going through my hard drive. I got a two-terabyte hard drive, external hard drive, which I had um, basically dumped a whole bunch of stuff on while, when my computer broke down. And uh, so i that's how one I found my dad's episode the part of it you know the second half of it without me Ugh. uh but also I um found a lot of my my old music some of it I forgot I forgot that I had made that i i do do like you know and uh this one's called it won't be me and it's kind of an interesting how it it uh kind of relates you know it's about. It's kind of about... A song about running away. But... Um, but... I, I don't want to make it seem like I am running away. But it, it's a... You know... I think... Um, these... Uh, it also kind of reflects the conversation with my dad. Who I felt like was kind of in a sense running from... His... His troubles. If if only mentally. Uh, so... Uh, without further ado... The song, then the interview with my dad. Thank you for listening.
1: University of Florida. I went there and I took all the undergraduate dairy courses and uh, I enjoyed it. And so, so Let's see.
0: So where were your kids then? How were you paying for the, the job again?
1: Okay, that had to be... <laughs> that was the third place. That's where we lived... Uh, Way back in the woods, I got a place. All right, so I remember hearing that it was a nice place. That so was the one nice place. Well, it was like a, a trailer, and it got very hot in the summertime. Really hot. I mean, I mean, when Sarah was born, she was born in '79, and she got this prickly heat. Like, I mean, it was funny because we had all you k- kids, three older ones in bed with us, and Sarah was in the little bassinet at the foot of the bed, but. We started giving her vitamins, and it cleared right up. So apparently she, there was something she wasn't getting. But as soon as we started giving her vitamins, she was fine.
0: Okay, so you had Sarah, like, around that time. Um,
1: well, that was shortly before uh, Mom took off for for New York. You know, she came up here, and then she didn't want to come back. I didn't manage to get another place. We could have stayed on, but she didn't. she refused to come back. She was influenced by people up there. She wouldn't listen to me, so I ended up having to leave college and come, come up, which was probably just as well. But, uh,
0: yeah, so how many places you know. have you lived down there before you left? Live, was that three then?
1: Yeah, well, there's one last place that we lived, which was a real hellhole. It was a real nasty place. I mean, just... Uh, old and you know springs coming through the mattress i mean oh that was that, that was definitely bad from day. the time
0: you know i mean like i kind of got into this with todd like from the time he was born until then which then todd was probably what like eight or nine like todd had been to probably ten different places but... uh,
1: i don't think it was quite that many
0: Well i mean definitely until you graduate. Well yeah,
1: we were bouncing around. We were like, you know, like people would do when they're starting up, you know.
0: would do I mean tell me about yeah. other people.
1: People getting their education
0: do this like that little you know, move around that much. I mean maybe there's a little bit of moving around a lot when you're when you're young and getting things in order, but I mean to have like four kids to be moving around, I mean like how many people are moving around like that unless they're just like Poor people. Poor people that don't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it would seem that way, wouldn't
0: it? And yet, we did have two relatively educated parents. Yes. That's a conundrum. Yes.
1: Well, I've
0: explained... What everyone would judge us to be is these, these dumb people that have lots of kids. One of those people. One of those uh, uh, white trash people. You know? And am worried anything close to like trash? I I'd like to say not. I don't think so, no. Then you know so 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 like you were saying <laughs> I mean maybe maybe, you know, it's some sort of disconnect.
1: It gives a bad impression, but it wasn't bothering me in the least. It maybe it might have bothered your mother. But I don't think she gave it a lot of thought either. I really don't.
0: I think when you came home a lot, you came home to an angry mom.
1: <laughs> well, she may have been angry because from neglect
0: that has no connection to the fact that you were in a rough tough situation
1: well I think she would have liked to play the uh, the role thing I mean she would have liked to see me have better status so she could have better status I mean that's the way what gives your mom pleasure you understand i mean I, 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 it's anyone <coughs> pleasure
0: to have a, a, a
1: decent- she likes you know like in england where you have like the class system she would like to be upper
0: nothing uh, that has to be england does not have to be brought
1: into this why, why does why does she like those shows then?
0: there's a middle class or there, there's just a class of people that actually have enough for their kids you know that don't move around a lot and have a family with a home that has, a, you know, that...
1: that a family, it's career, career the family that's career-oriented, career the father has a career...
0: Even career-oriented, someone with a father that can keep a job and stay in one place for long enough.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Career
0: oriented. You always say career-oriented. I mean, sure, career-oriented. Like, it sounded like you
1: wanted to have... I say... I just didn't. I just didn't understand. I had no clue.
0: I know, but in the meantime, you were you were doing nothing about it. I was working. That's it, and and working crappy jobs that didn't support the family and uh, didn't last very long because you weren't that committed to them or something, and you you would leave within uh, a year. How many how many jobs did you have longer than a year during those
1: days? Well, I was going. I I was going to the University of florida i went into my second year there i i finished at least a year and a half what well, i came back up here and i i got a, a farm job with uh, craig Landfair and that that lasted for quite a number of years yeah, actually was that right after university of florida pretty much came up here nancy had already had she had moved out of her grandmother she moved into a place in strikersville it's a pretty decent place and uh, we settled in there I started doing the farm work and I stayed out except one year I worked for uh, Dick Winch uh, the Asher farm that was okay for a year but uh, uh, and it was back to uh, working for Craig and that went on for nearly 10 years in the meantime
0: Craig was your first sense of stability even though that was also kind of a shitty job too
1: well yeah i i expected him i had plans yeah I, I did have plans it's not like it was total vacuum i wanted no, but at that point i wanted to have a farm of my own
0: five kids plus plus uh you know lived in so many places and you're over 30 at,
1: that. at the time i wanted to be a farmer to have a farm of my own that i could practice my breeding you know with with the cows i i had gotten away from the chickens i got into cows and i was at university of florida i learned all i could there and i thought of being a farmer but craig had other ideas as far as craig was concerned i was a farmhand. i didn't there was no need for me to leave the, the barn he kept me stuck in the barn which uh was not the exact well it's not the best thing it wasn't what i wanted i wanted to learn field work he did not take the initiative to teach me field work so uh i wished he had of course uh Maybe it's a stretch saying I, I'm sure I could have handled it. You know, I, I'm uh, I could have learned. I mean, it it didn't work out, so I ended up in a crappy job. Anyway, I started rebelling. Eventually, this is what yeah, you I, want to hear. I've heard stories of you fighting Craig, but fight. not that. Not that. I'm saying I wanted some kind of. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm
0: sure it eventually led to that because you know you had to you had to basically confront him and say like this isn't my idea
1: well i joined the docents first i mean i needed some outlet i had to do 13 at the buffalo zoo two weeks he was an old-fashioned kind of guy the farmhand worked 13 days out of every 14 days i mean he got one day off every second week that's how much time i got off i was working 10 11 hour days
0: exactly and i mean did you ever think twice about it i mean i mean you might have had a stability there but i mean like who would want to do that
1: I was locked on to my, my ideas.
0: My ideas.
1: I I I had
0: How much were you getting paid?
1: Oh, uh, I don't remember. It was uh you know, it was better than minimum wage. Three dollars an hour, right? No, 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 it was better than minimum wage. I think when I left there something over six dollars an hour. But I mean it was decent money for the time. I
0: don't know why I had the impression you were making two fifty an hour for a while.
1: Uh uh, I I did work. No, that was not not there. I mean, I mean, after a while, it f- kind of started to dawn on me. You know, it wasn't such a great thing. I wanted. I worked as a docent just to get away for a while. You know, and Craig didn't uh, like well, it. But I, I,
0: once again, kind of beside the point. No, I. So I, no, no. I, I that's that's enough. So so you you had some stability. That was like the first job that you had. Um. After, however many years, ten tens.
1: I decided I could get nursing, you know, through the military. Yeah, that
0: I, I.
1: I that's where I joined the National Guard. Stop.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fine. But but uh, that that's way past. That's this is talking. By the time you had nursing, like I was I was in high school. Sean Sean was basically all that you had left, really. By the time you got a nursing job, like like your fa- farm, family raising was over. Um, so you might have uh, got your shit together, but it took you, a fi- you know, till you were fifty years old. So I- I'm, I'm interested.
1: Well, I went to nursing school, and I had to go back to a farm job again for two years because I screwed up and, you know, got in trouble with, uh, you know, with not having a. A licensed registered car, that sort of thing. Alright, alright. <laughs> ridiculous, Dad. Yeah, it was pretty bad for a time.
0: But it's also ridiculous to even be talking about it, you know, because. But what? It was rough, it was rough. So, I mean, during the Strikersville time, you had a freaking son that killed himself, Dad. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, you, you're thinking about getting your shit together, but I mean, like, what happened there?
1: <laughs> well.
0: You moved. You moved up from Florida, and this must not have happened much late, much farther after that.
1: Well, your mom and the family were up here for probably six months before I, I came back.
0: And then you had James.
1: We had James in eighty one, or was it eighty two? Eighty two, and you were born eighty three. I came up in uh, Sarah was born in seventy nine, and it, right, right around the new year. Between 79 and 80, that's when Mom left. And I came up uh, the following spring. And she had the place in Strikersville. It was 80s. Yeah. But it was just a very terrible time. And I don't know if I really want to say any more than what Mom told you because it was a very sad thing to happen to anyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't you think eventually at that point maybe that since, I mean, were you, were you working for Craig at that point?
1: <gasps> yeah, I was at the farm, and your mother called me.
0: That kind of set you straight a little bit? Do you think that was like a cry for help?
1: I don't really think it had to do with our situation. I mean... Do you think it was complete? He, he had his brother... Yeah, there... He wasn't getting the attention he needed. I know that. And I could have helped. I mean, he was, like, hitting at it for uh, several weeks before, but... Uh, I, I should have taken him more seriously. I should have made the effort to get help for him. But I was, really didn't think he would do anything like that. It came as a complete surprise. Not, he had his friends. He was friends with... Er, he had Erica. Erica Ron.
0: The past is the past. You got, you know, things happen that, that you know, that are not necessarily predictable. But then again, you you had a family that was like a ticking time bomb you know you you like you gotta admit something like like how could you take any sort of claim to anything good happening with the family when you just were completely finding yourself in situation after situation where you were completely focused on something outside that took all your time you were You were always working so much to probably, like you said, to kill your your mind. Like it sounds like you had such an out of control, you know, mind. Or it sounds like most people's minds, but you had such an out of control mind. Or at least you've gotten so far that any time that you would stop, you couldn't you couldn't stop and think because it would be too hard to do. You couldn't stop and think because it was too hard to deal with that.
1: Well, I don't know if I follow you exactly, but,
0: but well, it was just what you were saying—you had to work to get your mind off. I,
1: not, I'm not talking about my occupational job. I mean my own train of thought, which was totally uh, removed from the actual work I was doing. See, I've. Uh... Did you want to shut that off? Well, that's what I did. That's what I, I tried to explain. So you worked to shut it off. No, no, I kept my mind active, my thoughts to shut it off. They had nothing to do with the work I, I was doing.
0: Your your mind was shut off. I'm saying your mind was shut off from those things,
1: right? Well, I was. I would, I would dream. I guess dream is the best way to put it. I would dream to kind of uh, give myself some. Uh, you know some uh, it counteract the depression that I was living with that's that's what I'm saying it's it's not it's not too hard to understand I mean I I had my own thoughts uh, it kind of I was isolated I can understand that now uh, it didn't have to do necessarily with the work I was doing the work was just the work but I would dream about what I was planning to do you know our, the thoughts that gave me pleasure was but I was, you understand what I'm saying? It didn't have to do with, the work was like in addition it to that.
0: Sound like it sounded like the work helped you calm, calm the part of your brain. I mean, I know that you're saying you're dreaming to get yourself by, but, but also when you're dreaming, you're not thinking also. So basically, you're turning off a part of your brain that is present, right? Right. And when you
1: were turning off your
0: brain, it helped to have a job that took up all your time
1: no no i could have been doing i could have been doing anything but it it was my way of coping with depression that the work was like uh in addition to that but i was willing to what can i say it's something i i had to do but after a while i i it began to dawn on me you know this is no good i'm not getting anywhere i mean i was just like hoping against hope that things would change and finally I realized that you know any change I'm gonna to have to uh, initiate myself that's when I became a docent that's when I uh, got started reaching looking for ways to get out of this hole point that I'm
0: trying to say is that I I, I, I get that you became a docent I get that you eventually became a nurse but you know by the time you became a do- but it was a process already 40 and by the time you became a nurse you okay
1: let me explain this. When, when you start out, you know, you have a lot of options open to you. I could not decide on any one. You know, that's part of the, the thing, too. That's not connected to depression. It's just the way I am. You know, my brother's the same way. We want to do a lot of things. <clears throat> we can't make up our mind what we want to do. <clears throat> of course, the farther along you go, your options get less and less. So here I ended up at the bottom of the heap, you know, a farmhand, the lowest of the low, and I thought, well, cheaper. So this is, I can do better than this. I started looking for ways out. I'm here, I'm working 13 days. So, what you're talking about
0: now getting to be a docent, right?
1: No, I'm talking about when? getting out of, away from the farming. When? I first, I, I became a docent just to get away from the farm occasionally. Yeah, away
0: from the farming? All right, you're talking about that. So,
1: what well, I'm trying to say is that you. Mind stimulation.
0: How long did were you, um, not those farmhand jobs you did that farmhand job for probably 15 years yeah or more i mean i, I could probably say this long-
1: if i totaled it all up yeah and the last one was the worst of all and that was after i had my nursing license
0: i describe the yeah the pearls right uh-huh. and uh let's try to, to 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 disseminate this so so basically you were going to for these jobs that nobody wanted that were the easiest to get right
1: yeah, if you were had anything to do with agriculture, yeah, you got a farm job. If you didn't have any specific uh, training, you got what you could get, I, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and so you get what you get. You can get so you had you you got these these shitty jobs that were basically related to to farming, and uh, and basically you didn't have to do much to get it right.
1: But I I was gradually over time getting my life in order. Don't you see? Fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Let l- just l- let me let me give it you just a, a track. Very, very gradual. I, I, yeah, it was. What saying
0: is That maybe, maybe you were doing these jobs because they're easy to get. You had no like real ambition to take the time to really really do it because you felt like oh there's no way I know how to do. This. Well, how, how
1: to, how I wouldn't say that.
0: That farther because it's
1: even in the yeah. day. It's not
0: easy. A reference. It's not easy to to write a resume. It's not easy to to get your shit together. No,
1: I had a resume. I had a resume to to what? Get a farmhand job?
0: Yeah. You Even that. That
1: I job. told you that guy steered me into that original job with Joel Strezleck. He said, you know, he's doing me a favor. We we stick together and all that, and uh, he got me a job as a farmhand under a guy who was kind of like obsessed with doesn't like super success.
0: It doesn't sound like you're using your resume. Right. What I'm trying to say is, I mean, I understand that. I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm saying I understand it, but I'm also saying it's not necessarily the best thing, but...
1: Well, I do see a progression. I worked to get... I needed to get away from the farm. I realized it was a dead end. He was never going to teach me to be a farmer where I could take over a farm you know, someday.
0: Kind of sounds like you needed to get away from the family, too.
1: I had no counseling. I mean...
0: to get away from the depression there, too.
1: no. I love my children. I go home and play with them at night. Sure,
0: at night, you know, for like whatever hour, couple hours of the day. You know, mommy and Mom was there all the time, 24-7, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't think you had that perspective of what it's like to be with a family that long. No. And And so you had this idea that you were part of the family, but really, were you?
1: Yeah, I was there. I mean, there's a big difference between being there even if only the physical presence and the father being absent it ha- that has uh, a, a whole quantum effect on a family I mean there's a big difference there
0: I, I do get that I get that but but uh, I mean I feel like I just want to culminate I want you to it, it almost seems like you need to like admit that like maybe there was something about that you wanted to turn off your, your head I know you don't say that that's how it was, but I mean, you were saying that you would do jobs <laughs> so that you would get you away from depression. And depression is something that happens when your mind starts going.
1: When I relax, it would all come. It would come to the surface. It, yes, it was depression that would it would like kill all every am- bit of ambition. It was just something that was and not pleasant to live there with.
0: Were thoughts of imp- d- depression. There were probably thoughts of like
1: not thoughts. It's just a way of. You, it's like. A mindset it's not it doesn't have to do with thoughts it's just the way you feel you just feel bad depressed
0: i don't know it sounds like
1: you you haven't experienced it the way God, i did dad you don't you don't think that you know oh okay all right all right everybody goes through depression at some point or other but this was like a continuous thing from the time i was very young dad,
0: I mean, there was times where i couldn't sleep because i you know because i couldn't shut up my head and I'm trying to tell you, like, like especially when I was a teenager, I'm trying to tell you that, like, like I think that you were trying to avoid that. Avoid what? Avoid the depression, which kept you, um, you know.
1: I told you how I avoided it. I avoided it by uh, getting into my thoughts, which was mental work, and it would tire me out. You know, it would wear me out more than just normal physical work, you know, with a blank... A little
0: bit of a way of running away from reality. I mean, I know you're trying to say that
1: maybe maybe depression
0: is is a distortion of reality, but also there is some things that you have to work out so that depression doesn't exist anymore.
1: Well, yeah. Well, it it doesn't it doesn't really go away. That doesn't go away that way. No, no, it doesn't. Uh,
0: But I mean, there is an element that that like
1: you have to face your fears. Face your problem, face your depression. I mean, uh, yeah. attack it at its source. Yes. And yeah, I understand.
0: You probably avoided that a lot. And I'm saying not to necessarily to your fault, but you had a pretty tough, tough thing happen to you in your childhood. Yes. Yep. And would you say that that possibly set set your you know set you down a course of of having this place in your mind that you
1: kind of avoided? Well, that was the cause of my depression.
0: Yes. So your depression which you wanted to avoid. You wanted to avoid that 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 idle time where you might start that might start swelling up in you.
1: Well, if if I relaxed, I would be depressed. That's why I say it took energy, it took effort to uh to suppress the depression. I mean, I I I am just trying to say I yeah,
0: I know it takes energy and i'm not saying it it was completely like like i mean avoiding doesn't necessarily mean it's an inactive thing uh but it's still avoiding nonetheless do you think that possibly that the fact that you're you had a, a father and a grandfather who both had killed themselves that you might have been worried about that getting in your head
1: well all of us thought that my my brother and my sisters I don't know about Margaret. She had it. She had a tough enough time her, herself. But I know when we hit forty-two, my father died when he was forty-two. We all had a funny feeling at that time when we all got through it. But you see, our mother was uh, very st- strong. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of my character for my mother. I, I what I I don't shouldn't say character. I mean, I'm, I'm just a lot like her. But I could see where our mother was focused on the family. To her family, her children were the first priority in her life and uh, She was the stability in our lives, and she gave us that stability. And no matter what other problems we might have had, or I might have had, I mean, that stability was rooted in me so that I would never, uh, you know, uh, repeat, you know, I would never consider suicide myself.
0: But don't you think that you possibly avoided it by also avoiding all thoughts of depression during that time?
1: I didn't understand why... I didn't understand I was depressed at first, I mean, I I didn't accept the reality of it because I hadn't, you know, I'm not a social animal, you see what I'm saying, I I didn't understand it because it didn't compute in my mind, I didn't understand depression, therefore it didn't exist, yet I was depressed.
0: I get that, I'm not saying that you should have understood it, all I'm saying is that maybe you could see looking back that maybe that's what you were doing.
1: I was coping with it in, in my own way, yes.
0: And and do you think in your own way that your coping with it was basically turning that part of your brain off?
1: Yeah, I, I would avoid it by getting involved in the thing that I enjoyed. That
0: but it sounds like you spent a lot of time doing shit you didn't like. Um, maybe in the same reason that... Like, don't you think... That avoiding that depressive thought kind of kept you from advancing in some ways.
1: Well, the thing that gave me motivation is I got tired of uh, you know being at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, doing the the basically the lowest social as well as uh, physical. You
0: also, ever think about that? That like because you were doing those jobs, you also were having your family live live a life of poverty.
1: Well, you had good schools. I mean, to me, it didn't matter if you're in a rundown house. I mean, what mattered is that we were all together, and you were getting an education. You were going to decent schools, and
0: life. I mean, like or social life, because I mean, you you had it all right. You said you had a nice upbringing, but I mean, like you didn't provide that for your kids.
1: No. No, they didn't have it. I mean, it would have been hard for anybody to have it as nice as we did because their mother, for like I said, for our mother, her children were her first priority, and we we had you know like a first class childhood at least up till, you know, we lost our father. But I mean, they, we had it good. We had it very good.
0: All right. Well, just like I, I was saying last time, like I. All right. So so I think I've kind of gotten to what I want to get to. I think, you know, we got through the details, and I, I, I'm i not really that interested in seeing what happened between then and now. What I'm interested in is finding out who you are and why you did what you did. You know, and, and I'm not saying that it's, it's, like like, in a condemning way. I'm just saying, like, into understanding ourselves and our lives.
1: Well, thanks, Joel.
0: And I want you to try in any way to to summarize or surmise. but I, that's what i've been trying to in these last 15 minutes is trying to, to 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 culminate what the, what this has all been and so i if there's anything you want to say but I, I i almost uh shudder thinking about letting you have the mic here but i just want you to try to put it <clears throat> to this by kind of like like putting in your own terms like like who, you know who you were then and and maybe you know like what how you how you can kind of surmise it now
1: well, maybe I have acted the fool, but I don't feel a fool i mean uh and i I really would rather you didn't think of me that way i uh, i've struggled i i mean uh I, li- I like the place I'm at now. I'm I'm pleased that things are going as well as they are for all of you children. Now, uh, uh, I wished I'd been smarter. You know, I I dealt I think with Sean in a very um, realistic and uh, comprehensive way. You know, please here. Sure, go ahead.
0: All right, I don't think you need to bring up Sean.
1: <laughs> okay. I I wish I could, I, I wish I'd been smarter earlier, you know, I, I wish I'd made... That's, that's better. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was kind of like implied from the beginning. I wish I'd done a better job from the beginning. I wish I'd... Yeah,
0: but I don't think we really understood it.
1: Because I didn't express it?
0: No, I mean, I think to understand it completely, I think you need to really do what you're doing right now.
1: Okay. It's uh, we things could have been much better. Uh, you know, like I say, in in this country, uh, you can get by at almost any level.
0: No, no, <laughs> go something else, and if, if that you could you could just say that that that's good enough. Things could have been better.
1: All right, things could have been better, a lot better. And uh, I don't know if what I have learned, what I've learned. I mean, I've manage to learn i mean i'm not saying uh, i've i've learned all i've got life experience now uh, i suppose largely behind me depending on how many years i have left but i plan to make the best use of my time from here on out but i mean my main concern yes uh the, the more i the better i understand it the more i'm concerned for my children which is uh you know, your futures and, uh, you know, of course I could beat myself up for not setting the best example or giving you the best of everything, but I really don't think you've done that badly.
0: Yeah, but also I I would caution you to think that that had anything to do with you.
1: Nothing to do with me.
0: Well, I I, I don't, don't take that too
1: much just don't, don't, I caution you. No, 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 I'm not, well, you, you do, just for the fact that you're my children. I mean, if we hadn't had children, you wouldn't be here, right? You wouldn't be here at all to discuss this, which, uh, you know, Maybe I'm here. I never, okay, okay, I never are your mother either. Maybe it's because of, no, I, I don't see it that way. We never had any qualms about having children because uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, this." It floors me when I hear people say, "Well, we never want children." I say, "Well, why?" You know, but it never. I grew up in a in a in a in a very loving family. It never. Uh, I never questioned the fact that children could be a burden or a problem. You know, it just never occurred to me. I just thought. This is great and some
0: people might think, how, for every children that they have that's that much-
1: they're lowering their quality of life
0: well that's that much more burden how can I take care of this job yeah I think that you were necessarily yeah, thinking of that. but that that's that's all right I mean I'm, I'm not trying to put blame necessarily I'm just trying to just trying to we're you know whittle out the truth and uh, so so um guess long, long story short you know uh, yeah there, there's no need for regrets
1: um i wouldn't do much good but i do tend to take blame on myself i mean if things go wrong i you know i i, I just naturally tend to take the blame for it i mean in my own mind i do that
0: I'm, I'm sure, but I'll also you probably in your own mind take credit for other things. And, and like I say...
1: Well, naturally.
0: Yeah, naturally, I guess. It's natural. Well. So see, sometimes the difference between natural is also this sort of the idea of empathy. Like, it's what naturally occurs to someone's mind.
1: Yeah, em- empathy was not natural to me because I was not aware, you know, of my surroundings, basically. You know, okay, so say socially retarded okay
0: yeah empathy is the beginning of understanding
1: you know i i'm having what what are other people thinking about this? i'm having more contact now than, than i've ever had in my life before it does take a certain amount of effort i mean it takes an effort to kind of lift myself out of my my pattern of you know being totally self-absorbed which i understand it's not a matter of my being selfish It's just, well, this is... No, no, no. okay, I look at things, this is like induction, right? You know, inductive reasoning, you go from the specific to the general. I figure I can't be that much different from any other human being on Earth. If I can understand myself, I can understand other people, and that actually does work, you know?
0: I I agree with that. I mean, I I generally use myself as a way to understand...
1: As a reference,
0: yeah. But as long as you... Take it only for what it's worth, and that's what it's worth, it's, it's what you believe. And then you start from there to start, you know, thinking about what other people are thinking. Basically, using that as a groundwork to think. Okay, so so what? How are these? Thinking? They're saying this to me, but what are they really feeling? And then you know, we've got to work on to actually.
1: Well, your mother's the expert in that, but I, I used to depend on her, you know, for uh, information. I mean, like I have said before, she's my eyes and ears. She gives me uh, what what I need to know and uh, then gives me something to think about, consider.
0: All right. So, so long story short, I, I don't think we
1: can. In other words, we, we, we make a good team. Yeah, yeah, you see? guess. We made, made a good team. You uh, guess? Up, uh, up hey, how many years have we been married? It's going to be 45 years this uh, year. You know that?
0: To separate, and how many times? Uh, uh, never mind.
1: Uh, twice. It was only twice. First time, she ran off on her own. And the second time, I sent her home.
0: Mom would kind of roll her eyes a little bit to that because I mean, you know what I mean. I, I, anyways, uh, I, I know you guys made a good big, big team, but that's that's kind of off the subject, and I, I will do that some other time. Well, but either way, I think we got what we wanted here, and I don't think there's any way to really sum it up. All all you just want to say is that you know, hopefully we you know, had a had a little session here that, that, you know, is something that can help other people understand and help ourselves understand ourselves better. And uh and then we'll move forward from here. Alright?
1: Well I could no wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: And the music is on. You you only got like a, one sentence you can say, so you better think yeah. Put me on the spot here.
1: <laughs> One sentence. <laughs> One sentence. Well, I'm I'm glad for the way things have turned out to this point.